0: Just how aware are we of our surroundings when we talk about passwords? Well, that's exactly what Chet and Gary talk about in this episode. Let's go. Good morning, Chet. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good. Well, how stupid can people be with passwords? Well, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a little example you'd like to share with us you were telling me about.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting, and I think the thing that people need to realize is they need to pay attention to their surroundings and what's going on around them when they're dealing with passwords. And I happen to be looking at a streaming website, and it actually shows a lock in the Mississippi River. Uh, And it's a live picture, so you're sitting there, and it turns out that there is a very nice uh, pedestrian walkway that runs through there, and it happens to run right under where the camera's located. So I was sitting there the other afternoon uh, watching a barge go through the lock, and by the way, if anybody is concerned about it, uh, it takes uh, paint dries faster than barges go through the lock. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time That's for them to get time. through the through the lock. Uh, anyway, I'm sitting there, and then uh, every once in a while you can hear people talking that are on the uh, on the overlook underneath the camera. And I heard a, uh, a female voice and a male voice talking, and then all of a sudden I heard the female voice say, "Password is," and she rattles off a password clear as day. It's not very loud on the uh, feed, but you can definitely hear it. And then she says, oh, and the account number, and she rattles off an account number. (laughs) And the male voice says something about the phone, and she says, oh, yeah, you push this on the phone. And uh, it suddenly dawned on me that she just, for anybody in the world that happened to be watching that site, she just gave them her account number and her password without realizing what she had done. Now, it didn't identify what service it was related to, so, uh, you know, unless you knew a little bit more about it, uh, you might not have been able to take advantage of that. But I really got to thinking about that. How many times have people, without giving it a second thought, sitting in a restaurant, given out a password or said something about a password or an account, and it would be so easy for someone to sit, it, uh, sit down and just, uh, you know, write it on a sheet of paper as they were hearing it, and on these videos on YouTube... Uh, even though this is a live stream, you can back the live stream up and listen to that over sure. again on the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you missed it the first time, you could back that up, <laughs> put get on a set of headphones and get, <laughs> and get a pencil and write it all down. And like I said, it was clear as day. Uh, so uh, I, I think that one of the things that we need to impress upon people and, and really get people conscious to is, is how sensitive some of this is. And you think about the uh, ability of your passwords to be stolen, and uh, all it takes then is finding out your username, and that's normally an email address, and that's public knowledge. So it's a really interesting problem.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's really, when you think about it, it's really scary that to... Um the opportunities people have to get to your credit card information. If you've got credit cards with um, NFC, the near field communications, or the IFRD card, chips in the card. I mean, there's people that they they can be, they have to be close to you, but they can still get that information through your wallet
1: uh, well, with skimmers. Yeah, well, I, I oh, unless you've got
0: a protection. I, yeah. I've got one of those yeah, things okay, that's got uh, go. titanium yeah, sides yeah, yeah, and uh, holds yeah,
1: my a cards, yeah. and and they block that quite effectively. That true, but uh, again, you're one hundred percent correct. the The problem is that people are not worrying about and not thinking about when they're in public, the risk. And uh, people, uh, somebody knowing your credit card number is an issue. Sure, there were scams in the past uh, when they, uh, when the. Uh, uh, waitress or whatever had to take your card and they went in the back room and they ran it through a machine remember those days you didn't tap them they actually had a machine and they would make two copies of it Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they'd have your credit card number
0: right that's uh you know that's exactly what i was going to bring up every time that you use your debit card and they take it away they got all that information plus they can flip it over and get your three-digit code security code that's right
1: and then they got you
0: yeah and um Checks. I mean, when they when the check checks got your routing number, your account number on there, and a lot of times um, a, a vendor will require you to write your driver's license on the back. And well, when that goes to the people that process that check, who knows who has access to write that? Right. That. Yeah. So it's it's really scary when you take time to think about it. We just have to be. Uh, much
1: guarded than we are. Yeah, and that doesn't even require somebody to be trying to work something. I remember hearing a story one of my early days of computing, uh, when I started writing computer code, uh, talking about the guy that had figured out in a a bank branch that what they did was that all of the deposit slips on the counters had no account number on them. <clears throat> so if they were processing these through the automated machinery and it kicked out without an account number, they knew that was a uh, deposit made in the bank branch. Oh. So one early one Monday morning, this guy walked in and put deposit slips for his account on all the counters. Oh, man, and it took them uh, not very long to realize what was going on, but it was a couple of days and almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of money deposited into his account before they realized what was happening. You could get pretty far away on Uh, (laughs) $100,000. Yeah, especially at that point in time. Today, that's a different question, but uh, back then you could. So um, you do have to be a little bit careful with this stuff and uh, probably a lot more careful than we really are, uh, making sure that people can't hear or they can't see um, a lot of times, you know, people complain because when they put a password in on their phone or on a tablet or something, uh, they get dots on the screen instead of seeing the actual characters. Right. And that's uh, for the purposes of making sure somebody isn't looking over your shoulder and exactly. picking up what that password is.
0: And a lot of people still carry their social security card with them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uh, really, I mean, nobody's ever asked for a social security card. No, they card. just ask
1: for your number. Yeah, and so... <laughs> so if you know the number... If yeah. you know
0: the number, you're in pretty good shape, so uh, there's really no need to carry that around because, you know, once they get, it, get that, then, you know, they, it's... Uh,
1: well, I don't think it's quite as easy today because it's not being used as much as it was in the past. Um, I used to work for the Boeing company and Boeing used your social security number as your employee ID. Mm-hmm. which is now illegal, but at the time I was working for them, uh, they had gotten an exemption to that because they had 250,000 employees and <laughs> changing right. all of those right. <laughs> would have been a mass problem.
0: I know when I was in the service, they did away with service numbers and used our Social Security number as our ID. Our, right. Yeah, so and there it was right on your dog tags. You had your Social Security, security
1: number. Yeah, that's, and, a, of course, since then And changed. your blood type. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, things
0: have changed since
1: then. Things have changed since then. But it it, it still is is a responsibility on all of us to make sure that we understand what's going on around us, who might be watching. Uh, Another thing I ran into uh, that I thought was extremely interesting, I had someone come into the help lab one day, and they said, my phone isn't working. And I said, what do you mean your phone isn't working? And they said, the screen is just always black. And I looked at it, and sure enough, and if you booted it up, if you did a reboot of the phone, when it first came back from the reboot, for about a second, you could see the login screen on the phone, the, uh, asking for your user ID and password for, uh, or your passcode to get into the phone. And then it was gone again. It was black. And I tried changing the intensity. I couldn't get anything to work at all. I finally uh, went into Safari and did a, a Google search on it and then uh, started laughing. And the person that had the problem said, what's going on? And I said, here, let me let me take this and I'll fix it for you. <laughs> and I, I uh, issued a magic phrase over the top of the screen and everything came back. Uh, and what it was was the fact that Apple at that time had implemented something called a shield, a gray shield, Mm -hmm. that they put over the top of the screen when you turned on in the accessory mode voiceover. okay. 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 This was designed to make sure that if you were blind and you were using an iPhone, so you were running your finger over the screen, that uh, you would uh, still hear where your finger was and you could still respond to that, but someone who was looking over your shoulder wouldn't know that, and because you were blind, you may not realize that somebody sitting at the table next to you was watching very carefully what you were doing. And so this uh, actually controlled it quite nicely. The problem with the phone that I was handed was they had the volume turned all the way down because I got sick and tired of hearing all these messages, <laughs> and the screen was dark. So they turned the volume off and everything else, uh, and uh, we got that running again. And by the way, if anybody does that kind of thing to themselves, three fingers tapped three times on the screen, will turn it on or turn it yeah, off or some tip. silly thing like that. That's
0: a tip for the day. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, um, then I uh, had a, a couple of weeks after that, just as we were locking the room up, uh, somebody came up to me and, and he said, my phone isn't working, the screen's black. And I said, oh, and I tapped it three times. I handed it back to him. He said, what did you do? It's magic. <laughs> it's magic. So, you know, but again, it, it, the, the point is pay attention to what's around you. Pay attention to who's around you, what they're doing. Are they paying attention to you? Are they looking at what you're doing? Uh, all of those kind of things. And just remember that information is very sensitive.
0: You know, a lot of times, uh, now that you mention it, uh, when people are having, like, unexpected behavior out of a phone, if you go to that, the accessibility settings, a lot of the time, you know, with, like reading text out for you and something gets um, hit or toggle gets turned on, yep. and it causes, uh, you know... a. A different type of behavior on your phone, so that's a good place to start is yes. your accessibility.
1: Yes, and if you don't know what it is, do not turn on voiceover. Right. <laughs> Please right. don't do that. It's uh, very traumatic for someone with sight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh,
0: yeah,
1: you, you don't want to turn that on.
0: No. no. Well, uh, any more tips about uh, little what what we can do to be more secure?
1: No, uh, I I think we just have to be careful, uh, and uh, you know I just hope that the passkey stuff catches on and we start seeing some oh. more of that here. That that would be so nice. But I've noticed that even Apple isn't supporting that yet. So uh, come on, guys. Uh, you know you went to all the work to set all this thing up. Uh, let's let's start using it and uh, get it working on people's accounts.
0: Well, I've often wondered, uh, you know, we have to have a a PIN number for when when you use a debit card. Yes. What is your theory on why that is not um, carried over to using a credit card?
1: Uh, I think it has to do with the fact that when you use a debit card, you're taking money immediately out of your account. It's kind of like going to the bank and saying, uh, I'll take $50 out of my account, thank you kindly. You're, it immediately deducts it from your account. With a credit card, it says that basically I'm borrowing the money from the credit card company, the, from the loaner there, and I'm going to repay that money either in full or overtime payments at the end of each month. So that that's not an immediate deduction from your account at all. And in that situation, if there is a fraudulent charge made, I have the time to challenge that charge and contact the lender and say, hey, something's wrong here. Don't don't pay that. Um, And so, again, it doesn't come out of my account with a debit card. It instantly comes out of your account. So I'm sure that that's what it was. It was a case of let's do that for the purposes of trying to keep things under control. I
0: put it in a, a pending status where, uh, and, you know, the debit card doesn't have the security that uh, a credit card does. Right. So, uh, but I just often thought that that would just eliminate a lot of problems with people just capturing your number and making phone calls with the number, and if they had the, the three-digit... Uh, Code on the back. Back, Yeah. If you had to have an additional pin, it just seems like it would be more secure. But i understand what you're saying. So I just wanted your thoughts on that. I, I
1: don't know whether it makes it more secure or not. Uh, using Face ID or Touch ID to authorize a transaction through your phone and and tying it in with Apple Pay, uh, I think is probably the safest way to actually do things. Uh, that adds another layer of security there. Uh, once you get it set up, it's it's painless. It just takes a while to set it up. Sure. Well, folks, thanks again to
0: tuning in, listening to our little rant about uh, privacy, security, and just always uh, remember that no matter where you're at, there's always somebody listening. So, mm-hmm. so what we, did you say
1: your passcode was, Derek? Uh, let, let
0: me look it up for you <laughs> here for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the listening, and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Goodbye, Chet.